Welcome to Sexual Craftsmanship, the podcast that teaches you how to develop sexual confidence and become a better lover using a system of practice suited for dating and sex in today's world. No experience necessary. And now, here's your host, certified sex coach, sociologist, and mega nerd, Sarah Martin. Hello, craftsmen. How are you doing today? Over here on my side, I'm doing pretty great, as per usual. I've recently connected to one of my first loves, as it were. Not a human being, but a website. So I am back being pretty active on Reddit. I mean, I never really stopped, but I'm back being active there in my role as a sex coach. So that's opening up Reddit every morning, sorting by new, and spending about 30 minutes or so answering questions that I come across. And yeah, in a way, it's like going back to my roots. I've gone around, I've tried lots of different things for connecting with people and reaching out to the wider world. And it turns out... (laughs) I find most of my favorite people on Reddit. So if that's you or you've interacted with me there, hi, I'm Sarah Martin. I'm the host of the Sexual Craftsmanship podcast, and it's an absolute delight to be able to go and and help folks with their queries and spread some of this good information all around the internets. And in terms of spreading information, that is well, quite on topic for what we're going to take a look at today. What I'd love to talk to all of you about is a sex-positive approach to death grip. And very quickly, a little bit of the origin story here. The whole reason I've been covered in the media quite a lot talking about death grip is because I had a client come to work with me And at one point he asked, could you give me some good resources about death grip? And I was like, yeah, sure. Great. So I go for a search to take a look and find an article or or a resource to send across. And as a clinician, I always review the resources that I recommend before I ever send them across to a client. And what really surprised me in this process of searching for a resource for this client is that basically everything that came up in my search was pretty sex negative or erotophobic or spoke with a very shaming tone toward the reader. Shaming around sexuality, shaming around masturbation, shaming around porn, which that's a whole topic for another day. And I remember looking at this and thinking, I cannot send any of this to my client because I don't actually think it's going to help with his process. So what's a sex coach to do when something like that happens? Well, create a resource of her own, of course. And that is what I'm wanting to share with you today. The first question that comes up quite naturally is, well, what actually is death grip? And the way that I'm defining it here is it's a style of penis masturbation with a tight grip or using any sensation involving intense pressure. That can include, for example, some men who learn to masturbate by humping a mattress, and so therefore are putting quite a lot of pressure on their penises. The the death part of the grip is that this results in a struggle to orgasm in partner sex. So let's scope out this 
a little bit. Like, what is the actual problem here? What is the challenge that we're we're facing? And as I mentioned right at the top, there's lots of sex negative, erotophobic, anti-masturbation, anti-porn advice around on the internet. And why I am so against this type of advice is that it doesn't do anything to help and actually can exacerbate feelings of guilt and shame and inadequacy that can surround someone's experience of death grip, of confronting this this challenge where they're struggling to orgasm with a partner. And it can also, like this climate, the sex-negative climate, can also lead to pleasure denial that isn't chosen from an empowered place, but from this place of inadequacy. And what do I mean here? A number of resources that I came across also reference groups like NoFap, which if you're not sure what that is, do check out episode number five on the podcast. I talk all about NoFap there. And to a certain extent, I have no problem with people choosing that they're not going to masturbate for a while. It's your body, so you get to choose what you do with it. That's the core principle of autonomy. And I think it's best when that choice is a freely made, empowered choice that, yes, I'm doing this because I want to, not because I think that I must deny myself in order to be able to have what I want in life. You see, there's a difference there. And ultimately, with all of the mainstream resources about death grip, I don't actually think they solve the issue of death grip. Or if they do, if they resolve that and a person is able to start experiencing orgasm with their partner during sex, oftentimes it replaces it with a different issue. In, in cases of just total abstinence from masturbation, it can create a new issue where there's suddenly so much more pressure on your partner to have sex with you because that has become your only sexual outlet. And then that can throw all sorts of not good feels into a relationship dynamic, which isn't great for the relationship and also really isn't great for your sex life. And one thing I want to mention here is that death grip as, as a, a challenge that people face is actually incredibly common. And these attitudes around masturbation being kind of a bad thing are also incredibly common. And have you ever stopped to think about why that is? Well, the answer is kind of twofold. First of all, we need to look a little bit further back in time, approximately 120, 130 years back, and check out what was going on during the Victorian era. And I've mentioned this before because Victorian ideas about sexuality still continue to have an impact on our culture and social views on sexuality today. In the eyes of a Victorian, masturbation wasn't just maybe something that was like a little embarrassing or a little bit awkward. The Victorians thought that masturbation causes diseases and death and decrepitude and disability and reacted as such. They reacted the way that you would expect people to react if they thought something was deadly or harmful. And that was with lots of restriction around it. This attitude that there's something inherently harmful or bad about masturbation persists. So nowadays, we're not necessarily 
doing some of the some of the horrible things that were done to to people, men and women and boys in particular during the Victorian era. And that leaves a mark, right? And it's still affecting us now in 2020. But this isn't the only reason that death grip and our approaches to it are the way that they are. There's also just in general both the messages and consequences that men have received about masturbation throughout their entire lives. And some of those messages are received through direct channels. So that could be from parents or from pastors or from peers at school or also through a vehicle of punishment dealt out by someone in authority related to masturbation. I I often talk with my clients about in your school, do you remember the kid who discovered masturbation? And I'd say maybe seven times out of 10, people will go, yeah, like actually now that you mention it, I haven't thought about that for 20 years, but yeah, I do remember that kid. Because you know, right? Little kids, they stumble across this thing that's amazing, that wow, you can feel so good. And, and all you have to do is touch yourself in a certain way. Guys, have you heard about this? And sometimes those kids, those masturbatory Marco Polos, they wind up facing pretty harsh punishments, especially with some kids who maybe just start openly masturbating during lunch, during the lunch period at school, right? And all of that sends pretty direct messages about masturbation itself, but we also need to account for indirect messages that we've received and that young men have received about masturbation. Probably the the most significant among them is after having this discovery of, wow, oh my God, it's possible to feel so amazing and I can do it with myself. And then you think, why haven't I heard about this before? Like, why is there this weird, awkward silence around anything having to do with masturbation? Or, you know, why is it just either awkward silence or outright derision? It's kind of a form of gaslighting in a way, if you think about it, where everybody is saying this thing that you know deep in your bones is like good and fun is really bad. Consider that for a moment and the impact that it has, because the result of these messages around masturbation is an understanding that masturbation is is considered bad, but that like at the same time, knowing on the inside that this is great, so I'm not going to stop. And the consequence of that is developing both a sense of secrecy around masturbation, as well as a sense of urgency. The way that that often looks like, especially for younger men and boys, is this approach to masturbation to deliver as much stimulation as possible in order to orgasm as quickly as possible. Because again, trying not to get caught. And oftentimes then it's followed by a sense of shame. This is something that a lot of my clients say when they come to work with me is, I don't understand why after I orgasm, I get hit with this huge wall of guilt or with shame, regardless of whether it's during masturbation or after partner sex, where does this come from? And sometimes part of what that is, is this habit of a lifetime of feeling secretive around something that so many people in positions of authority or in your peer group have said are bad. 
but which you believe on some level is actually kind of great. What's also interesting about Death Grip is that it doesn't really become a problem. It doesn't really turn into Death Grip until you're having partner sex and running into this situation where your partner's mouth or vagina or anus or their hands are not providing the same degree of stimulation that you're able to provide yourself with your own hand or with other forms of implying intense pressure. And that usually leads to two things happening all at once. The first one is a real sense of frustration. Like, why doesn't this feel right? Why am I not feeling the pleasure that I normally do? That frustration is very often coupled with embarrassment. Because let's be frank here, men are put under an awful lot of performance pressure when it comes to sex. And suddenly, if you think about somebody having their first partnered sexual experience and they're not feeling the pleasure that they're accustomed to, but then they're also struggling to maintain arousal and they're not able to experience orgasm together when they've been led to believe, again, speaking specifically about men here, that they should be always on and that their sexual prowess is so connected to their masculinity that that sense of embarrassment that comes up can be really jarring and can be really scarring in a way. And for some people even, the experience of going into partner sex, maybe not being aware that, that there's going to be this impact from the way that they masturbate, and some men discover that their, their penis even feels a bit numb, and that can be really scary. So this is a very charged topic, right? And to that, I want to present a solution that is sex positive. And by taking an approach that's both sex positive and pleasure affirming, what that really means to say is that masturbation is the pathway out of death grip rather than the problem to be solved. And what that allows individuals who are experiencing this challenge to do is to come from a place of empowerment around sexuality and pleasure rather than from a place of shame or inadequacy. And by embracing pleasure awareness and focusing on pleasurable sensations, what you actually do is you open yourself up to more pleasure throughout your entire life and your entire sexual life, both solo and partnered. I'm very much on the side of a life with more pleasure is a life well lived and that that's something that's definitely worth going for, right? This is really a key point here. So I touched on earlier that the challenge of death grip is confronting the fact that your partner's mouth or anus or vagina or hand is not providing the level of sensation that you're used to. But the thing is, it's not like they provide no sensation. They just provide a sensation that's a bit more subtle. And by learning to expand your range of touch appreciation and of of awareness around subtlety of sensation and the pleasure that lies within, that translates not just to genital sex, but it can translate through being able to experience more pleasure with your entire body. And that's an opportunity, right? So here we're not just talking about solving a problem, though we are talking about that. We're also talking about 
opening the door and taking a look in a new way to really experience new opportunities when it comes to pleasure and sex. I really firmly believe that guiltless pleasure is a revolutionary act and that there are forces around us in society that don't want us experiencing too much pleasure, especially too much sexual pleasure. And there's a number of reasons for that, though one of them, just to throw out one today, think about it. Sex and sexual pleasure is free. And especially when we talk about masturbation, you don't have to ask anybody, you don't have to buy anything, you don't have to pay any entrance ticket in order to access that pleasure. It is yours to have whenever you want. Whereas if we're all made to feel a little bit guilty and all separated a bit from our own pleasure, right? What are we going to do? We're going to be opening our wallets and our purses to go and, and try and buy more pleasure into our lives. Another opportunity in this approach to, to death grip is that instead of marking masturbation with a scarlet letter as something to be avoided, you instead turn masturbation into your learning lab. It's a place for you to experiment with yourself without any pressure from being watched or observed by others. It opens the door for a lot of experimentation and play and fun and discovery. And with that, you're able to realize more joy and more orgasms and also a feeling of groundedness in your sexuality. This solid knowing that you have a way to help yourself and to love yourself and to come to understand anything that comes up really related to sexuality that's maybe a little bit confusing at first or jarring. It helps you to know that on some level it is going to be okay and you have the tools that you need to work this out for yourself. Another thing (laughs) is that By taking this really pleasure-focused approach, you're going to become an amazing lover. This approach where you're tuning into subtle touch sensations, where you're coming to appreciate all of the things that touch can deliver to your body in lots of different ways, hell yeah, that translates to partner sex. Most of us are looking for a lover that's got a bit of sensuality going on. This is part of how you develop that. And ultimately, these are skills that you can take and use for the rest of your life. So once you really wrap your mind around what I'm going to share today, then, right, you've always got with you the ability to solve challenges that you might face. So I'd like to take you through a six-step approach that I came up with to help my clients resolve death grip. And again... This is a sex-positive approach. So let's, let's just go right for it. Step one is, from now, set the mood when you masturbate. So I've asked my clients oftentimes, so think about if you were on a date with a woman that you were interested in and you suspected that you would be having sex later that night. How would you prepare yourself? How would you prepare your body? How would you prepare the environment to make it one that's sexy and inviting? And after they describe what it is that they would do, then I say, okay, so my challenge to you or my assignment to you 
is I want you to do all of that and then masturbate, right? To really sink into that experience of, of getting sensual, of setting a space, of creating a really relaxed atmosphere. Remember, I discussed earlier that one of the problems here is this sense of urgency that often accompanies masturbation. So pick a time when your housemates will be out and allow yourself space where you're not going to be interrupted. Turn the lights down low. Put on some candles. You could sprinkle your bed with rose petals if you want to, because you're just doing it for yourself as well, right? No one else has to know. Create that space. Create that expansiveness within which to experience pleasure. Step two is from now, start using lube when you masturbate. And a lot of men don't do this, or they might use a bit of spit. The problem with spit is that it evaporates really quickly in the open air. So go and invest in a good quality, basic water-based lubricant and start using lube every time you masturbate. So for, for men in general, you want about a quarter size dollop of lube is usually enough to get started. And if it starts to feel kind of like tacky or sticky on your skin, that's your signal that it's time to reapply. Don't worry about it. That's completely normal and what you would expect to happen with water-based lube after a while. Nothing there to fear. Nothing has gone wrong if that happens. But why is this important? Lubricant allows you to feel more subtle sensation, to feel touch in more detail. And a really fun exercise to try, for example, is, okay, so you're there with your lube and your penis. And just play around with seeing, can you feel some of the detail of your fingerprint once you've got lube and you're touching yourself? Because sometimes you can. And, and that ability to bring focus to that sensation that's part of the skill that you're looking to develop here in order to overcome death grip. Step three is to use a lighter touch. So what that means is however you are accustomed to masturbating, to lighten it a bit. So if, for example, you masturbate using your entire fist around your penis, can you try masturbating using only a couple of fingers? Or if you're already a uh, two-finger masturbator, like head tip to my guys who, who use that method, you can use the same grip, but just can you lighten the amount of pressure that you're placing? So you can use the same grip, the same strokes, but just a lighter touch. And I want to make a special note here for any of my guys listening who masturbate by humping mattresses. This is going to be a little bit more challenging because there's really no way to recreate that amount of pressure and sensation that you're able to realize using your full body weight. So the way to start is to just practice masturbating with your hands only, using as much pressure as you need to first. And then once that has become comfortable for you, to move towards this recommendation for a lighter touch or varying your grip. And in this process, so you might be thinking to yourself, man, like, that sounds really frustrating. Guys, step four is 
remember the frenulum. Now, what is a frenulum? A lot of people will know this. A lot of people won't. That's fine. The frenulum is the little triangle of skin on the underside of the penis, if you're looking down, where the head of the penis meets the shaft. And that area in the vast majority of men is really densely packed with nerves. Now, there is, of course, individual variation in genital innervation. And for the most part, unless you're an exception to it, there is a big density of nerve endings there. So this can be a really interesting place to try, uh, try out, you know, can you feel some of the details of your fingerprint when you're using lube? Or can you just very lightly touch this area and bring your attention, so almost kind of bring that thing in your mind that observes stuff and take it away from your eyes, where we normally take in a lot of visual stimulation, and instead bring it down to where you're touching yourself. And the frenulum is a really good place to try and focus that attention because you're getting a big assist because of the number of nerves that are there. Using that, that goal, right, of, of can you feel some of the detail of your fingerprint, that's part of the practice on focusing in on what you feel. So that's one way to think about it. Another way to think about it is, again, like taking that thing that observes from behind your eyes down to where you're receiving touch sensation, but really sinking into it and noticing where does it feel good and then put a lot of your attention there. Also notice types of touch that feel a bit meh as you're doing them to yourself. And in this process, it's worth it in the future to, to come back to some areas that felt meh in the beginning. Because as you build up this muscle, as you build up this awareness and ability to, to sense more subtle sensation, some of those meh spots can go to actually feeling really, really good. It takes a little bit of time, and that's kind of point number six here, which is patience. So very often when I work with men and they're starting on this process, expect to be frustrated, right? Expect that it's going to take some time. Expect sometimes that you might be in a solo session and it's taking longer than you expected and you're running out of time you know what? It's okay. It's okay if sometimes you need to go back to your normal pattern in order to experience orgasm. Don't deny yourself that. And all it means is that you pick yourself back up and the next time you come to masturbate, you again, just give it a go and see if you can go a little bit further, a little bit longer than you did the time before, before shifting back to the normal pattern. And gradually with time, with this as a practice, and as you increase your ability to notice more subtle sensations, then it starts to shift. So with, with a lot of clients that I work with, there is individual variation in how long this process can take. It really can be in as little as two weeks to see a massive change. And for some people, it can take a bit longer. You know, it might take around a month to really start getting it. But once you get it, wow, it's, it's a powerful thing. And it's usually at this point, after introducing this six-step approach to a client, that he'll look at me and say, yeah, but what about porn? And I just want to take a moment to say the amount of porn shaming that I found when taking a look for these resources back in the origin story where this all came from 
was, I mean, it was disappointing. And I also wasn't surprised because the world that we live in is an erotophobic world. That's not to say that there isn't problematic porn. Of course there is. And at the same time, Oh, there's a lot more to it, right? Most of the people who are waving the anti-porn banners don't actually really care about the welfare of performers. It's just a really convenient way to get around to get around like some justification for their anti-porn stance that is appealing to liberals or opponents on the other side. It makes it harder to argue against. When really what they <laughs> what they find objectionable about porn is that it's erotic material, right? It's that it's explicit depictions of human sexuality. It's also fantasy fuel, right? You're only ever seeing in porn what the director wants you to see, so that's definitely worth keeping in mind. In the context of Death Grip, where there is a relevance to porn is that by viewing porn while masturbating, one of the challenges it can create is that it can create a very disembodied experience of, of masturbation because you're receiving such strong stimulation through your sight sense. Yeah, your, your eyes are just flooded with really evocative imagery, right? Really explicit, really exciting imagery. And so then it's almost like your hand is far away in some other place doing something and that something is building and eventually, oh, there's an orgasm and there's a release. But there's very little connection to the body, to the physical sensations that you're experiencing. So what do you do about this? I, I've taken a very sort of pro-porn in most cases stance here. Well, how can I do that? Because there is a way to use porn that also isn't going to fuck up your ability to be embodied while you're masturbating. And that is to use the cinema in your mind. What do I mean by this? So I mean, go ahead and watch whatever porn really turns you on. Like pick something that's amazing that you really enjoy watching. And the whole time you're watching the porn, do not touch yourself, right? Instead, you're loading up material for your mind to draw on later. Because then when you're done, what do you do? You close your laptop, you walk away, you go to the the lovely space that you've set yourself to masturbate. And you masturbate and you close your eyes and you call to mind images. You can also edit them, right? You can change some details that maybe you would have changed had you been the director of the film, but you can do it for yourself within your own mind. And why this is such a beautiful and useful trick is because when you're drawing from imagination rather than working on interpreting input, like your imagination lives inside of your body too. So you can draw on this imagery while at the same time focusing in on the pleasurable touch sensations you're giving yourself. And that can resolve this issue where porn connects into death grip. So that is what I wanted to cover today to share with all of you the sex positive approach to death grip that I developed in, in working with my clients and mostly because there wasn't anything else out there that I felt comfortable referring people to. So what I would ask you to take away then is this understanding that there is nothing 
shameful about masturbation. There is nothing dangerous or bad or evil or it's not going to make you go blind or make you grow hair on your palms. Though I never understood why that was such a fearful thing, but in any case. And instead, masturbation is available to you as your own personal learning lab for exploring your own sexuality without any of the pressure of being observed by anyone. And it's something that's yours for the rest of your life, no matter what happens to you, whether you have a partner, whether you're single, masturbation is always a thing that that you have with you. So, you know, cherish it for what it is. And I think that shift towards focusing on pleasure and focusing on how you can open up the space to let more awareness of pleasure in is a far more powerful and empowering way to go about resolving any concerns you do have about death grip. And also, that's part of the reason why people like me exist in this profession. So if you are struggling with death grip, do reach out. All right, craftsmen. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please tell a friend about it and go ahead and follow or like or subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And I'll be with you right back here next week. Thanks for listening. If you want to jump right into the sexual craftsmanship process, head on over to sexualcraftsmanship.com backslash friendzone and download your free guide to avoiding the friend zone for good, including five exact scripts you can use today. 